0: Locked on Bucks. It's an emergency podcast. I'm Frank Madden. It's a public health emergency podcast, which is a phrase I was never expecting to use uh, as part of a, an NBA-themed podcast, but here we are. Uh, it is March twelfth, two 2020, and the NBA season is suspended until further notice, at least 30 days per uh, Adam Silver speaking tonight on TNT and the reason I'm talking to you by myself is because my co-host Kane Pittman uh is on his way back to Australia, unfortunately. Uh Kane, as many of you know, uh came back to Milwaukee uh, in December. Uh but with the league suspending play and with the possibility of travel bans from all sorts of countries, maybe stopping people from getting into and out of places, um, Kane had to make the very quick and, and difficult decision to, uh, to get home, uh, and get back to Australia. So uh, I messaged with him earlier today. He was, uh, connecting. And, uh, hopefully by the time, uh, you hear this, Kane will be safe and sound, uh, in Australia and we will be, uh, back to podcasting hopefully pretty soon. But, um, in the interim, um, yeah, I, I again, I think it's been apparent here for a while that, uh, Coronavirus was going to be something that had broad societal impacts. We've seen it obviously have big impacts on financial markets, and obviously the main thing is the health of uh, citizens in the U.S., citizens around the world. Um, and now, from an NBA perspective, obviously players, fans, referees, team personnel, etc., and obviously the league making the decision that they were not comfortable with the risks of continuing to play basketball games either behind closed doors or with fans. Um, interestingly, I mean, there were fans at games uh, on Wednesday night. Uh, so it's not like this was a very slow or progressive thing. We, you know, we basically went from sort of normal games to uh, no games with out players or fans uh, within basically, you know, a day. So um, again, I, I am obviously not a public health expert, but, uh, Probably like many of you have been trying to understand um, how this uh, virus has been propagating and, um, you know, what it, it might mean for the United States in particular, since that's where I live. But I'm sure many of you, um, we know, we have folks listening from across the world uh, probably are trying to understand it, you know, for your own countries. Uh, and and this has been something that even if it started in Asia, we've seen Italy have um really massive impacts to their health system and huge challenges, um, that obviously we, we can only hope, um, begin to improve soon. Uh, and you know, maybe it's only a matter of time before we see that in the U.S. I S I don't know. Um, I'm not going to try to opine too much on again, the public health aspects, the policy of this, um, unless it's sort of in the context of, of kind of the basketball side and, and we'll just try to focus on that. I'll probably try to keep this pretty short because again we're dealing with just a lot of uncertainty um and again we're in this weird position normally sports is an escape for us and what is so unprecedented about this is that you know for many of us we look at sports as an escape from the rest of the world (laughs) you know like whether it's your the job you do and you unwind or it's uh politics or um things that are happening uh, elsewhere in the world that you don't particularly want to necessarily always have to be thinking about the serious stuff. You know, sports is our way to kind of disengage from that. It brings us together. And I think that's what's um, so disappointing and frightening and, and uncomfortable about where we are now. Um, Because certainly we we've had, you know, individual sports have gone on strike or had lockouts. We've never had just all sports pretty much go dark for an extended period. Uh, the way that, you know, we're looking at the possibility now. And, um, you know, I'm sure there are folks listening to this who, maybe not because of the sports side of it, but if you work an hourly job, if you're in the service industry, um, people are going to be impacted by this. You may not be able to get hours um, at your job. Uh, You may get let go because you work at a restaurant and people aren't coming in anymore. You know, I, I don't know. And that's what, I think beyond obviously just the health side of this is um, is so tough because we know people out there are, are going to be struggling and, and there's going to be real impacts from this. So um, first off, I want to acknowledge that um, you know this is a scary thing. Uh, even if um, the fatality rate, you know, we see different numbers. It's maybe it's one percent, maybe it's two percent. It's way higher than certainly the flu and, and other illnesses like that. Um, at the same time, we just cross your fingers. You hope that folks are Doing what you can do to keep yourself safe, and obviously, if God forbid, um, you or your family is impacted by this, you just hope that obviously um, you make it through. And again, hopefully, obviously, most people will. Um, but let me just kind of start with that. Obviously, nothing we want to do, we want to say is, is to say that sports or missing games or you know the Bucks not being able to play in the playoffs or something. Obviously, that is relatively small compared to. Um, you know, people's lives and, and livelihoods, you know, when it comes to jobs. So just wanted to start by, by saying that, and um, again, hope people are staying safe, hope people are managing through this and the, the kind of challenges that, that it's bringing. Um, but as far as what it means for the NBA, and we'll, we'll get into the bucks a little bit uh, specifically, but as far as what this means, maybe just to recap real quick um, of kind of where we are again, Adam Silver saying minimum of 30 days off. Teams are allowed to continue to hold workouts for now. However, um, again, as part of this kind of emphasis on social distancing, uh, it looks like they're going to limit players to basically one, um, you know, individual workouts. So one person per hoop type, type thing. Uh, and again, just to literally keep, um, minimize the possibility of, of any transmission between people, um, on a team that that might already be out there. Um, you know, the jazz and and thunder went through the first real scare here on Wednesday night. Um, and promptly, I think the number was about 58, uh, staff and everybody from players to team staff to beat writers, um, were tested and, um, most of them were cleared. Uh, obviously we know Donovan Mitchell was not unfortunately. Um, but, uh, interestingly, uh, Thankfully, I guess, from the narrow NBA point of view, uh, testing happened very quickly. Obviously, that has not been the case uh, for the rest of the public. Um, but when we look at kind of where we are, you know, kind of what comes next, um, you know, I think the general sense, and I think Woj spoke to this last night as well, is that there is the hope to restart this season with a truncated schedule. You know, Mark Cuban said he didn't think the season would be canceled at this point. Um, he... Raised the possibility hey we could see games going until august for playoff games um so again stretching out two plus months from maybe where uh, we would normally be with an nba calendar um just a reminder i mean we're we're about a month from the when the nba playoffs would have started um so you know again if you say all right 30 days off absolute best case scenario 30 days um if uh and again you just cross your fingers that this is actually what happens. if the public health concerns are mitigated to the point that you could actually go back to playing basketball. And again, maybe that is more like certainly more likely behind closed doors without fans, but could you go back to playing basketball at that point? Um, you know, in theory you could go straight to the playoffs, um, and maintain basically a similar ish schedule to where you were. Um, logistically, that would be certainly far more straightforward for the league. Um, but man, 30 days, like, is this really going to be something that in 30 days we're going to feel like, you know, I don't, out of the woods may not be the right word for it, but are we going to feel like we're far enough ahead of this thing that we're going to put, you know, players out there playing against each other? Maybe, um, maybe that's possible. Um, you know, certainly players staying with teams and being under the watchful eye of teams is, is critical um, because, again, one upside of this not being, A lockout type situations, at least players and and teams can actually interact. And Hopefully, um, you know, again, you can't just go from not playing any basketball to playing in the playoffs. There would have to be some type of ramp up, some sort of, you know, mini training camp. Maybe they would bring back part of the regular season. Um, Obviously, teams that were fighting for the playoffs, maybe you throw in that, uh, you know, sort of seven, eight seed play in tournament type idea that had been kind of thrown around as a possibility. Uh, moving forward, well, this might be a situation where you could actually use it to make up for the fact that obviously the season is going to be curtailed to some extent, um, but obviously those are, there's really just so many different variables here that, that we could see if and when the league done co- does come back. Um, and I mean, just keep in mind too, I mean, the league saying it's going to be 30 days uh, at minimum off. I mean, you know, typically for people that... Um, You know, have either tested positive for coronavirus or have come in contact with that. You know, there's generally this rule of thumb seems to be 14 days of some form of quarantine to make sure that people aren't, in fact, sick. Or if they are, that um, that they're not that they're able to recover and and not spread it to to others. Um, So, again, just 14 days is half of that already. Um, So this is tough. This is just a really difficult situation. Um, and there's just a lot of logistical issues with it. John Hollinger writing at the athletic today, I thought had some really interesting points just about even like the logistics of, you know, what happens if the league, you know, say is out for two months, right? My completely uninformed guess, that's probably seems more likely to me than just being uh, suspended for one month. Um, so if it's two months, you know, you're, you're presumably going into July at that point And, June 30th is when contracts technically expire. So there would just have to be a lot of coordination between the players association and the league to kind of manage and agree to basically dealing with all of some of it is probably, you know, bigger deal type stuff. Others of it is just the logistics of all contracts are going to expire. Right. Um, You know, guys on 10 day contracts are (laughs) expired, expire. Uh, You would have to work out and hash out all those types of details. I think, There would be tons of motivation, obviously, for both sides to figure it out because, look, the salary cap is going to be absolutely impacted by this next year. You know, basketball-related income, which is the big number that is used uh, to kind of basically get divided up as part of the salary cap um, equation, we already knew that was going to take a little bit of a hit, at least from uh, the issues in China prior to uh, coronavirus, the uh, Daryl Morey tweet and all the fallout from that. We knew there was going to be a downward impact. The you know, league, I think, it estimated maybe $1 million, $2 million in terms of salary cap impact there. Um, I imagine this will be far more significant just when you think about the amount of money that teams get, especially during the playoffs. And this is really probably, probably the big deal. If they have to play playoff games behind closed doors, um, that's obviously a big impact. Now, the league does, uh, from everything we understand, the league is going to get paid its TV deal regardless of what happens. Um, So that obviously is um, a major plus when you think about just the league's finances. Um, But in terms of gate receipts, obviously you're going to lose, presumably here, uh, a big chunk of games uh, over the last month of this season. Maybe they play some regular season, maybe they don't, but they're not going to get 82 games in this season. So there's definitely going to be an impact there. And if it further extends in the playoffs, if they have to shorten the playoffs in any way, uh, even if that just means going to a five game you know, best of five first round uh, there's absolutely an impact from that. uh, And it's going to be much bigger if uh, if fans are not going to be allowed to go to these games, you know, you're talking about rule of thumb, what is a couple million bucks per game or something like that in the playoffs, something on that order. Um, And and all that does add up pretty quickly. So uh, there's just a lot to to sort of kind of figure out, right? The NBA draft, you could still have the NBA draft. Uh, Are you going to have? trades be allowed during the nba draft if some teams are still playing in the playoffs well that wouldn't really work so you'd presumably have to push the draft back um which also creates problems for players trying to go into the draft um i would say the olympics uh again i believe those are supposed to be late july look i have no idea if the olympics are going to happen this year they may get delayed they may get canceled um but as far as olympic basketball even if that olympics happens um very good chance that NBA players could still be playing at the time when uh, that tournament is happening. And in which case I don't think the league is going to lose much sleep over basically telling players that, Hey, you're going to have to skip the Olympics, uh, especially since the NBA isn't making money from it. And they are not uh, obviously most teams are not too enthusiastic about their players playing in international tournaments to begin with. So, but again, there's all this collateral damage. And that's just obviously from the sporting side of it. We're not even talking about um, kind of the, let's call it the, the quote unquote real life, life side of it um but there are many different things that that could happen again could you have a neutral site tournament in lieu of flying teams around to play in buildings that may be empty right that could be something um that gets proposed or that we see um i think one one benchmark that is interesting to note as we try to figure out what happens in the u.s both from a public health perspective as well as obviously for the nba uh brian windhorst was on the Hoop Collective podcast this morning, talked a bit about uh, the situation in China. And right now, at least, the plan is uh, the Chinese Basketball Association, they suspended play on February 1st uh, in the wake of the public health crisis there related to coronavirus. They are currently having players come back uh, with the expectation that they'll basically practice and then restart the season uh, in early April in China. Uh, So... Again, that's a couple months. Whether that actually happens, whether something prevents that from happening, I have no idea. Right, I'm not going to pretend that I that I have an answer there. Uh, whether that's the right move, who knows? I, I don't know. That could be something very aggressive that you know the NBA would not feel comfortable doing. So that might not be a good benchmark. Um, and so again, but but it's at least one one benchmark. China being obviously. Where, uh, you know, we had the first outbreak of uh, coronavirus that that really impacted um, and and we have at least an example of a league being shut down. So it's at least a a data point out there to kind of consider and to to watch to see if they actually do uh, get back on the court in the time frame that they're saying. Um, Again, maybe that is the benchmark. Maybe it's not. But, um, you know, it is what it is. It's two plus months or so. And if you look at the NBA, if it's two plus months for the NBA, uh, you'd be talking about starting, let's say mid-May, uh, somewhere in that timeframe. Um, and so basically that'd be, you know, if you went straight to the, more or less the, the playoffs at that point, you'd be about a month behind your normal schedule. Right. So, um, I think that's kind of what we know at this point. Um, there's a million other kind of dimensions to this that would have to be kind of hashed out, um. I think from a Bucks specific perspective, uh, look. I think Bucks fans, understandably, are as desperate as any fan base to see some version of this season salvaged. Um, you know, they're going to head into the suspension with the best record in the league. Uh, I, I saw, I think, understandably, a fair bit of angst uh, on Bucks Twitter about could this season be lost entirely. I hope that doesn't happen. Obviously. Uh, this is obviously a tremendous opportunity for the Bucks to win a championship, um, and so we have to hope that that the games be, get back to being played. You obviously hope that things improve enough that you can do it in front of fans, especially if you have the best record in the league and you're going to have home court advantage. Um, but at this point, it's it's really just speculation as far as what that that might look like. Um, that said, look. We joke during the regular season about how the NBA is, you know, the regular season isn't important, how everybody just wants to get to the playoffs. There's no way the league would take, you know, canceling an entire season and not having a playoffs lightly. They will do everything they can within reason to try to get some form of the playoffs in this year. Um, But again, when that happens, exactly what it looks like, that I don't know, um, but there are just massive ramifications, obviously financially, as well as just, I think, the essence of the sport, right? To have a season where you are not able to crown a champion, you're not able to finish the season, obviously that would be um, just a huge disappointment for everybody involved in the sport, right? And certainly Bucks fans would be at the front of the line for that disappointment. Um, I think if you were looking for any silver linings, obviously Giannis was coming back from a knee injury. He was listed as questionable, uh, on Wednesday night prior to the season being suspended, uh, for Thursday. So he might not have played, uh, in a game that was supposed to happen tonight. It's strange to think that there was supposed to be a game happening right now, just because that feels like a million things have happened since, uh, in the last 24 hours. Uh, but obviously you had Giannis coming back from that knee injury, which again, didn't appear serious, uh, he will obviously have a lot of time to rehab that knee. So, again, if you're looking for some silver linings out of all this, certainly that is one. Eric Bledsoe obviously had uh, a swollen knee that he's been apparently managing, missed Monday's game. Obviously, he'll have more time as well. George Hill kind of been battling uh, a couple different kind of muscle slash with a groin injury, obviously, that he suffered in Miami. Um, so those guys obviously uh, get some time to, to rest up, uh, get right. And certainly, um, you know, teams like the Sixers, you know, Ben Simmons, he obviously has been dealing with, you know, pretty major back injury that we, we still don't know when he would have been able to come back. Uh, certainly if the you know playoffs are delayed, um, it could end up being, you know, kind of a silver lining, a positive for, uh, a team like the Sixers, you know, that was missing a, a major piece. I'm still not really going to say that it's likely that a Kevin Durant or, uh, you know, Klay Thompson at this point, Warriors aren't going to the playoffs, obviously. So probably a moot point as far as extending the season, you know, the idea of, of some of these other guys coming back. But who knows? Who knows? I, I, again, there's just so much uncertainty about all this. Um, if you are a fan and you are looking for uh, to figure out what the heck happened with the money I spent on my Bucks tickets to games that are not happening, uh, the latest we're hearing today is that uh, tickets for any postponed game will be valid for a rescheduled date when that is determined. Um, and basically that they're currently evaluating plans for the remainder of the 2020 regular season. In short, sit tight. We don't really know what's happening, I think, is the takeaway. And probably not surprisingly, rather than just immediately refund everybody's uh, tickets. And then if games get do get rescheduled and have to figure out and try to get those people to I guess, buy the tickets again or get the money back for the tickets that they bought for the game that then got postponed and then came back. I, you know, I, look, bottom line, if you're expecting a refund, doesn't look like that's going to be coming imminently. However, uh, if there are ultimately cancellations, which I'm, you know, let's be honest, there's going to be some regular season games that get to get canceled uh, if you have tickets for those. Hopefully you eventually get some money back. I don't know if they're going to try to do vouchers or something else, um, but uh, yes, that, that is an uncertainty. Probably the, the kind of the thing that um, I think if you're you know talking again about people who are being impacted by this, um, you know, arena staff is a big question mark, obviously, you know, if you're a um, salaried person with the bucks, obviously you're probably going to have to work from home or do something to not be, at the office Um, but hopefully you're going to be okay as far as your job you know if you're somebody working hourly working at games obviously you're you know you're not in that same boat games get canceled you're not getting those hours Um, and so we've seen some teams stepping up here in the last 24 hours Kevin Love among them Uh, I don't know why Dan Gilbert isn't the person doing this but Kevin Love uh, putting money towards you know essentially trying to make sure that the folks that work uh, Cavs games would get basically the money that they're missing out on now. Um, I, as of here Thursday night, I don't think we've seen anything from the Bucks on that front. I imagine we'll probably hear something uh, around that. Uh, certainly, um, you know, I think taking care and, and providing kind of high paying jobs uh, for arena staff was a pretty consistent talking point for Bucks ownership throughout the building of the arena and the opening of the arena. Um, so we'll have to see kind of what happens there, but I would certainly hope that uh, there will be kind of similar considerations made there as we're seeing with uh, with other other teams. But that said, you know, this isn't just about people working in the arena. Fox 6 has a story today about Major Goolsby's expecting to cut staff given that, you know, their patronage as a sports bar right near Pfizer Forum. I mean, that's gonna, they're going to take a hit. It's just a reality, um, and I think that's why – you know on the one hand we say when we lose sports I, I think it's tempting to say well you know now we can focus on spending time with our family or doing other things you know like reading or whatever else you might want to do in your life um and and again for, for most of us i mean sports are a distraction they're something that we um use to escape from kind of what we do um, but the flip side is there are a lot of people who also rely on sports and sporting events Um, to make a living and who aren't, you know, billionaire owners or millionaire athletes. Um, And so um, certainly, I don't know what you can do about this other than obviously just hope that uh, from a public health standpoint, things get to a resolution sooner rather than later. And we can go back to having these sporting events and playing games and um, getting back to that sense of normalcy we had before. Um, So I think that's the, the, the big issue now. And and I think, again, so what happens in those 30, 69 days from now, when knock on wood, the players uh, can get back on a floor. Again, probably the best answer is we don't know. Um, personally, I'd be kind of surprised if we went from suspension of the league directly to fans being back in stadiums. Uh, and to me, it's, it's just because you've got kind of two related, but, but mostly separate issues, right? There's this, there's the broad public health issue of bringing together, you know, 20,000 people who can't be screened and putting them in close quarters together to watch a sporting event. Um, obviously that is the thing that we've seen, uh, officials at the you know city county state level, um, really exert either pressure or just outright basically tell teams that, Hey, you can't be gathering, you know, more than a hundred people, a thousand people, whatever it may be together. And you can't have a sporting event. Um, so that's really kind of the public health side of this. Um, and, and look, it's weird if games are going to have to be played without fans, but you know, most of us watch games on TV. Um, I think most of us have given the option would rather see, you know, again, if it was safe, we'd rather see games being played, even if it's without fans versus just no games at all. Um, but obviously right now we're in the extreme situation of, of getting, you know, no games with, without anything. Um, but again, so there's that public health issue, I think, of having fans there. And then there's a the more specific issue of, you know, having if you're having a game with just players and, you know, again, team staff, referees, et cetera. You know, that's really a kind of a more specific health and wellness issue. That it's more controllable. Again, it's not to say it's easy. I think if it was easy, we may not have had to have a suspension, obviously, of the season in the first place. Um, so it's not trivial. Um, and we saw that on Wednesday. But it's at least more controllable because, again, with those players, you know, you can impact what they're doing all day. You know, you can't necessarily, obviously, you're not locking them up and telling them they can't talk to anybody, but um, you at least have control over them. You have medical staffs. uh, You have the ability to test them. And so you have, I think, obviously a much greater ability to make sure that um, you're putting together uh, games that that hopefully are, are safe for all the participants involved. Um, so again, I would say certainly seems much more likely that we could play games without fans than games with fans. Um, and those are again, sort of two different issues. And, and ultimately I think, you know, getting to some version of a season with teams playing, even if that means again, no fans, Again, I think that's far preferable to not having any games at all. I mean, you know, the idea of having an NBA finals and seeing a team win a finals and celebrating without any fans in the stands, I would be, I don't even know what that'd be like. That, that's just one of the stranger things you can think about. But, you know, if the other option is we just cancel the season and we punt until next year, well, give me the, you know, strange and uncomfortable thing that at least gives us some version of basketball. I'll, I'll take that any day. So again, fingers crossed that, that we can get to something like that. Um, and I think, again, the other piece of this that is interesting is, you know, we, it's been thrown around this idea of, could you ultimately get to a season where it starts later? You know, maybe it starts on Christmas day, right? Christmas day is sort of the unofficial coming out party for the NBA every year for many casual fans you know, you basically come in at the tail end of the NFL regular season. Would it make more sense from a league perspective to start around that time of year and then run the league into, you know, say August. Um, so you're basically missing the NFL season entirely. I think there's some strong arguments for that. Um, you know, again, are there downsides? You know, yes, that would probably mean NBA players aren't playing the Olympics, but to be honest, that's kind of a, who cares for me? I'm, I'm fine with that. Um, there are obviously kind of other things that you'd have to figure out, obviously that that would have to be kind of legislated. And I mean, I think part of the discussion too is, you know, could you start later and then have a season with fewer games? Well, you're going to get that this year. It's most likely, but not under the circumstances that we want. And I I think the other piece of this too, is I I would be very surprised if next season, when that comes, there are fewer than 82 games simply because I think the league's going to be kind of desperate for money <laughs> after this season they're going to lose I, and again I, as it i mean I hesitate to you know uh, act like the the owners are in some horrible shape because ultimately most of these uh, owners have seen massive uh in, you know, increases in their franchise values um you know this is owning an nba team is is a luxury that no one should feel bad for anyone i, I doubt any of you are but um i think the urgency again the I've always been skeptical that they would shorten the season just because of the loss of money, which affects both players and owners, to be clear. Uh, And I think that's only going to be more poignant next year if you see, obviously, like we're expecting a reduction in games this year and obviously a big uh, hit to to basketball rated income this year. So um, I I don't know. So could could this result in, again, if you're playing until August, it would only make sense to postpone or, or maybe not postpone, but push back the start date next year could that be the start of a permanent change? Maybe. Um, Again, all those things would have to be um, kind of talked about and agreed with, uh, with the players. But um, again, it's fascinating. You know, I think just when you get put in these bad situations, um, it oftentimes forces uh, I think a league to, to rethink how they're doing some things. Um, You know, I think back to when the NHL lost, a season to, to a lockout, they came back. I think that was the next year they came back with like shootouts. And I don't know if that was the same year. They came back with four on four overtimes, but, you know, again, just forcing greater creativity. Um, And like I said, you know, for me, okay. If you're going to come back uh, in a month or two, do you try to have, you know, a one week play in tournament for the last seed? Uh, You know, Hey, let's get crazy. Let's throw the Elam ending that we saw in the all-star game. Let's use that in that seven, eight tournament to really get people energized. Again, not that people are going to be bored and, and uh, not wanting NBA basketball at that point. I think there'd be massive demand for the product, given that we haven't, we will not have had sports for however long at that point, but, um, but, but we'll see, Um, you know, you simply can't plan for this type of thing. Um, But I think it does open up. it, It sort of is a forcing mechanism for having to think about maybe how you, how you approach things a little differently. So, why don't we leave it there for now? Um, again, I apologize if a lot of this was me sort of shrugging saying we don't know, but um, in many cases, we obviously just don't have a lot of certain year on kind of what happens next. But um, either way uh, again, hope all of you are doing okay. First and foremost, health wise, um, obviously wishing the best to everyone uh, that you stay healthy uh, and that you and your families uh, are able to uh, avoid any of the very serious potential, uh, fallout from, um, the pandemic that we're seeing. Uh, and then in a secondary respect, obviously also just hope that people who are especially those impacted job wise, um, that you guys do okay. And, and that your you know, your families are, are cared for. It's like I said, it's, it's obviously a a really difficult time for, you know, people in certain, certain businesses and, um, we're thinking about you and obviously um you know we're hoping that at least we can get basketball back maybe again bring us back that distraction that fun that thing that that unifies us um as uh, as a society so uh with that i'll sign off hopefully i'll be back with kane very soon uh hopefully we will know a little bit more maybe about what the future of this nba season looks like um but in the meantime. Hope you guys uh, stay safe and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks.